are uh, learning today Daf Tarihei in Eruvin. Uh, we're going to, Bezor begin also the uh, last parak. Uh, but we're going to start on Amud Aleph. We are about 16 lines up from the top of the, uh, of the Amud, as far as I could tell. Because the question was, if the walls of the, of the Chatzir or the walls of the house fall down on Shabbat itself, so what happens for the duration of that Shabbat? Okay, we, so, he, so Rabbi Yossi had said, if, uh, so Rabbi Yehuda had said, if it was already permitted for that Shabbat, just leave it for that Shabbat. And Rabbi Yossi said, no, if it's permitted, it's permitted. If it's permitted for this Shabbat, <clears throat> then it's permitted for next Shabbat too. That means you don't have to fix it. But if it's going to be prohibited next Shabbat, how can it not be prohibited now? So the question is, was he taking the lenient or the stringent position? Because you could interpret that either way. You could interpret that to mean it's fine now and it's also fine next week. Or you could interpret it to mean that it's not fine now and it's not fine next week either. Right? Because it's not, if it's gonna not be fine next week, then it's also not fine now. Which did he mean? Was he trying to take the lenient or the stringent position? He was coming to prohibit. He was coming to prohibit. In other words, he wasn't coming to be lenient. He was saying, since it's going to be prohibited, meaning you have to fix these two breaches in the wall by next week. And you definitely have to, you can't carry now in the house or in the chatzir. He didn't say if, he said just like it's going to be prohibited next Shabbat, it's also prohibited for that Shabbat. So Rabbi Yehuda would allow you to carry in that area that got breached, but Rabbi Yossi would not. Now obviously they must be dealing, they're assuming that it's a, an Isur Zorah Banan, obviously. The question is going to be whether since it's going to be prohibited next week, we, uh, we, we'll, we already are going to tell you not to carry this week, or whether we say that since you can finish this week the way that you've already been observing Shabbat, and then next week you'll have to change. Idmar stated as follows, that Rav Chia Bar Yosef, what does it say on the side? It's supposed to be Rav Chia, uh, Rav Chia Bar Ashi, Amarav, according to the side of the Gemara. Amar, uh, he said, Alachak Rabbi Yossi, Alachafaz Rabbi Yossi, Shmuel Amar Alachak Rabbi Yehuda. Shmuel says, no, Alachafaz Rabbi Yehuda. Umi Amar Shmuel Hachi, did Shmuel really say that? But time we learned in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda, Bamed Varim Amorim Be'erovet. We learned this before. That according to Rabbi Yehuda, when do you need someone's permission to make an Eruv? Only with Eruv Etchumin, where you're extending the border in one direction or the other because you're causing a disadvantage. Because if you extend it to the west, you're cutting the east. And if you extend it to the north, you're cutting the south and so on. But Eruv Etchumin, to join somebody in Eruv Etchumin, that they're going to be able to carry in the Chatzor, what do they have to lose? You can do it without their permission because you can give him a benefit even without telling him. As long as you don't cause him any liability. He said the halacha follows Rabbi Yehuda over there. And he went even further and said, any time in Eruvin that, halach, that you, Rabbi Yehuda says the halacha, we follow him. But he also said, from Baghdad said to Rabbi Yehuda, he said, Amar Shmuel Afilo. Uh, I'm sorry. He said to Rav Yehuda, did Shmuel say this? Even in a case of a Mavoy, where the Mavoy is missing, it's Lechi or it's Korah. In other words, when we have the three, the, 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 the Mavoy that has three sides enclosed and on the, fi- on, the, on the fourth side, there's a Lechi or Korah, there's either a vertical or horizontal stick and that's missing. Do we also follow Rabbi Yehuda over there? That if the uh, that if the lechi or korah is missing, we can still carry in the mavoi for that Shabbat. Do we follow that? I only said we follow Rabbi Yehuda's physicians with regard to eruvin because eruvin is all rabbinic. But mechitzot, where there's an element of biblical element there, because the place has to be enclosed to be I didn't say that. 
In other words, here, how can Shmuel say that the halacha follows Rabbi Yehuda? This is about mechitzot. We brought this whole long discussion here just to point out that in another context that we actually learned several dapim ago, that the clarification was made that we follow Rabbi Yehuda and Hilchot Eruvin that are but we don't follow Rabbi Yehuda when it comes to mechitzot necessarily, when he's talking about walls. And here we're talking about the walls fell down literally on Shabbat. And now the question is, can you continue to carry? And, just, and, and how can he say that we follow Rabbi Yehuda? We don't follow Rabbi Yehuda. So, Amar Avanan, Ledidim, Farshali, Minei Deshmuel, I learned this directly from Shmuel and explained it to me. That Kanshin, Ifritzal, Karmelit, Kanshin, Rabim. The difference is like this. That when the, you're, you're right, there's a, there's, a, there's a further clarification that needs to be made. If these walls fall down of this house or of this Chatzir and they open to Rashut Rabim, Okay, there we don't carry in the chatzah or in the house the rest of the time because now it's a real possibility somebody's going to carry. We're, we're, we're viewing this breached house, it's, it's breached dirabanan, meaning it's not, it's really a reshut yachid still. This chatzah is really a reshut yachid still. It's just that since it doesn't have the full intact walls that are required by the rabbis, so therefore you're not allowed to carry in there. If it's bordering on a Rishut Rabim, that there's really a concern that somebody could carry from this Chatzir into the Rishut Rabim, um, then we, uh, through this, one of these breaches, I guess. So then, uh, then we will say you can't carry even on that Shabbat. But where the, the, what's surrounding the Chatzir or the Bait is only a Karmelit anyway. It's only Rabbinic anyway. There, we're saying we can follow Rabbi Yehuda and say that you're allowed to carry in the Chatzir, in the, in the house that the walls fell down. Since at worst, what would happen is that you end up carrying into a Karmelit. It was not only Isur de Rabbanan. Okay, Rabbi, and apparently Rabbi Yossi is saying that even in that case, you have to be consistent and say that you can't carry in the house once the walls are down. Uh, you're not allowed to carry in the house uh, since, ne- since you're going to have to fix them before next week. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, since it's only a rabbinic prohibition right now, the worst possible outcome is a rabbinic prohibition. So we don't impose that restriction until next week. We're going to let you complete this Shabbat carrying around in the house. Now the Mishnah says, If you build an apartment on top of two houses, so imagine you have two houses in the Rashut Rabim, and on top of them you build a house that crosses from one to the other, so you've made like a ch- shape of a chet. Okay? Uh, in other words, it's a, the, you made an aliyah, you made an upper story that goes across two batim. So in between the two batim is a space. The two houses is a space. It's like a, a kitzvot, yeah. But yeah, but I mean, but, he, but that's the next case. What we're talking about, this is an apartment. In other words, you made an apartment that's double the size or triple the size because it covers house A and house B and, and the space in between them. So you made like a shape of a chet. Okay, shape of chet. Now, underneath that chet, the question is, what is the status under there? Or you have sharim mefulashim and It's a floor after the apartment, right? So that's empty. It's like this, right? It's a chet shape. It's a chet shape, yeah. That's the apartment on top. On top is the apartment. You have a space underneath. Or or the other case is sharim mefulashim, which means... What? Floor on top. On top of it is something. Yeah, there's space underneath there. There's space underneath. That's it's a shape of a chet. Simple. Yeah, shape of a chet. Right. So the so the so the or or you have um you have uh fulashim is like is like basically overpass. In other words, you have a an overpass. So so what do you have? You have like two. Uh, if you were under the overpass, okay, yeah. if you're under the overpass, you have something over you, which is the road that goes over. You have something to the right of you and left of you because the overpass is supported by or, walls, or okay? Again, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's a chet shape. It's a very, right, under it's just the, a chet under, shape. Under the, under, the, under the apartment or under the overpass. That's also the question is, you're surrounded by two walls on either side, right? Right. That says you can carry under there in Shabbat, no problem, because you're enclosed on two sides and you have a roof over you. He says that's enough. Okay. Now, the rabbis say no. 
Similarly, Rabbi Yehuda said that a mavoya mefolash, according to Rabbi Yehuda, he's very lenient about mechitzot. We've seen this before. Rabbi Yehuda says that two mechitzot, even parallel to one another, is enough mina Torah to define a Rashut HaYechid. You don't have, a third, have to have a third or definitely not a fourth side enclosed. So the rabbis normally say that in order to have a lechi or korah at the end of a mavoy and allow carrying in the mavoy, you need it to be closed on three sides like the shape of a U. And then on the outside, you, uh, uh, you have lechi or korah. But according to Rabbi Yudah, even just two walls is enough. You can put lechi or korah on the end. And you're good. You don't need a third wall enclosed. This is a general principle of Rabbi Yudah that he says two mechitzot is enough to make a shutayachit. Okay, we've seen it before. The Gemara is going to discuss it. So Gemara says, Don't think that the reason of Rabbi Yehuda is because he holds that two mechitzot is enough from the Torah to make uh, to make Rishut The real reason is because In other words, if you are underneath the, uh, the overpass, if you're standing under there, it's not just because you have two walls, one to the right, one to the left. It's because since there's something over you, we imagine as if it comes down and it seals it off. That's the reason. Abaye said, Eteve, Abaye, Abaye said, what are you talking about? In a famous writer that's quoted, quoted like a million times, okay? In Masachet Shabbat and also here, right? Uh, in the Masachet Eruvin, it says, if you have two houses across the street from each other, right? You can make a lechi on either side of one of the houses, right? In other words, let's say you have the, the north and the south side and the, the road in between runs west to east. So you have a house on the north side, a house on the south, and, 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 a, and a road passing through west to east. So if you put two lechayayim on the north house, one on, the, one on either side, or you put a korah across from one house to the other one, he says, no problem, you could carry in the middle and that Rashid Rabim. Oh, Kohamikan to Kohamikan. And then you can go in the middle and you can, uh, you can, uh, carry in the middle. Okay, that's Rabbi Yehuda's position. Rabbi Yehuda says that even though you have a Rashid Rabim running through, since you have the two houses and each house qu- qualifies as a, uh, as a, uh, as a mechitza, basically, you have two mechitzot, so then you just have to put the rabbinical mechitza of a Korah or Lechi, and you're good. Okay? So now, Amrullah, they said to him, En ma'arvin Rashid Rabim bekach. You can't make an Eruv out of a Rashut Rabim. In other words, you can't make the Rashut Rabim into uh, enclosed with just two walls like that. You can't do that. So you see that Rabbi Yehuda, even without a roof going over, because there's no roof going over here, there's either a Lechi or a Korah, but there's no, there's no roof actually, right? And yet he's saying that that space in the middle becomes a Rashut Yechit just because it has walls on either side. You don't, even though you don't have a, uh, even though you don't obviously have any, um, and he's stealing. So Amalei said to him, Meha hi e in. He says, Meha lekala mashmamina. He said, I didn't mean that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't agree that two walls are enough to make a Rashut HaYechid. I agree with that. He's saying, I'm just saying based on our Mishnah, you can't see that. Meaning in our Mishnah, there's two elements. There's the element of the two walls and there's also the element of the roof. So I'm just, he's saying, I'm saying that from our Mishnah, you can't derive the conclusion that Rabbi Yehuda says that two walls is enough because you also have a roof there. Maybe that's the reason why he's lenient. From this bright that you could see that even just having two walls is enough, according to Rabbi Yehuda. But you couldn't have told that from the Mishnah. Amar Ravashi, Ravashi says, maybe not, because you could also see from the Mishnah, from the fact that it says, because Rabbi Yehuda said that you can make an Eruv with a Mavoy Mifulash, even though Mavoy Mifulash has only two walls, it doesn't have, a, it's not closed on third wall, you can make it with a Lechi Koran, that's enough. And the Chachamim say no. In other words, if you assume that the first case 
why does why in the case of the overpass standing under the overpass or standing under the when you have the building it's like this or you um you know like on the um uh, on the highway uh, uh on the east side highway um they have like that hospital that it like goes over the goes over the highway yeah. you know like if you it, that that's sort of like it's similar Similar thing, right? So it, I think it's called the Jackie Robinson Parkway now or something, right? Do they change? Is that the one they changed? I can't remember. But the um, but either way, they you can have some a building, you know, that it goes over the street, and you have on both sides, and you have an you have a you go under it. So in the in that case, he that's tikkavioyd v'sotem. Why do you know that? Because he says ve'od. He says not only is it good when there's a roof over over top, but also ve'od, even when there's just two walls and a mavoy that has only two walls, you can also close it with lechi ve'koa. So you see that the first case was different because that's why he says ve'od. And moreover, you can even do this without a roof. Right? Hainu de katani ve'od. In this case, you don't need the lechi? You do, but, you, but the rabbis would say you won't even be good with the lechi because you need to have be closed on three sides to make a lechi. Uh, it doesn't work with only two. Right? Ve'od, ela i'amrat mishum de kasavar shtei machitzot deoraita, my ve'od. But if the first two cases were just because of the side, in other words, just because there are two sides to the overpass, or just because there are two sides to the, um, uh, to the, uh, w- when you make the uh, apartment on top of the two houses, so then why would he say ve'od and even a case of a of a mavoy, if it's the same, th- right? If it's if it, if it's the same thing, if it's only because of the two sides, what's the veod? Veod means not only when you have a roof on top and you can include that in but even when you have just two walls parallel to one another, that's enough to make two mechitzot can make deoraita, and then whatever else you have to fix is only derabanan. Okay, and that's the that's the conclusion of what Rabbi Yehuda says. Shema mina hadvar alach kol gagot. That's the conclusion of that parak, and we come to the last parak of Masechet Eruvin. No, that's the bottom line. What? Yeah, because in Mechitzot we don't hold like Rabbi Yehuda. Oh yeah, we don't hold like Rabbi Yehuda in Mechitzot. You're not. Yeah, it's not gonna. It's not gonna work. You need you need a petach on one side and a lechivik on the other side, or close off the third side. Yeah. Better, the best. It's not okay. We don't. We hold like Chachamim, not like Rabbi Huda. Yeah, not like. If, if the, the roof is triangle, Well, that's what we said before. It won't work. P doesn't work if it's triangle. No, that doesn't matter. The shape doesn't matter now. As long as it's flat, any shape, as long as it has the right area. They even talk about Bitzvot uh, Igul. Okay. But the only thing is, you have to make sure that the area is proper amount. I mean, if it's big, there's a it was a shumbaya. Doesn't have yeah. So the, so now we come to the next parak. Now this is a a parak that talks about a person finds tefillin in the field on Shabbat, and yeah, yeah, yeah. he wants to bring them back. So amotet tefillin machnisin zugzug. The person can bring them in one pair at a time. It doesn't mean that they carry them in their hands. It means you can wear them on Shabbat. To bring them in, you find, found discarded tefillin somewhere in the, let's say, God forbid, there was a pogrom. I don't know why it would be there, or somebody got attacked, and the, the tefillin are out on the a field. What? Because yeah, because of the holy, the, the kedusha. So maybe, maybe, yeah, it could be. So he find, but they, they, it sounds like they're finding a bunch of them. So they found a bunch of them. Why would one guy have a bunch of them? I don't know. But they found a bunch of them in the field. So it says machnisan uh, zugzug. You wear one pair at a time. Wear it in. Rabban Gamliel says you can wear two at a time. This is only with the old ones. Yeah, that's the whole famous thing about the yeah. But the, but yeah, they talk about it. They talk about that. Yeah, about the Rabbeinu Tam. Yeah, it's not obviously not the, the what it's talking about, but. Um, 
I'll, I'll, yeah. But the but bishanot bishanot means that these are old feeling that you could tell that they're really feeling because bechadashot. You have the the way we make feeling today is with such technology that if you look at the old, old tefillin, like of the times of the Gemara, it doesn't look like tefillin that we know it, because our tefillin are hard, and they are like very smooth, and you know, they're, they're, the equipment that we have to make tefillin today, they didn't have back then. So if you saw the tefillin, it was very soft, and it was not always as square as our tefillin, even though it's supposed to be square, but meaning it wasn't as perfect as our tefillin. So you could easily confuse tefillin with an amulet, kameot that they had. They had kameot, and, and so you would, if it's old tefillin, that means that the Rashi explains that the knot was uh, very impressed upon the leather because it had been tied in the knot of the, the, the shin and the dalit and yud knots are very clearly discernible. But if it's something that uh, was a newer tefillin and the knot had not fully, like, taken yet, so it would just look kind of like straps of an amulet and you couldn't tell. So new tefillin that you couldn't just tell for sure were tefillin, you wouldn't be able to wear them. Nowadays, I think any tefillin you'd be able to tell because the way that we make tefillin, it's very discernible that it's tefillin. Right? Patur. So then you're exe- so it says, you're exempt from bringing them in because since you can't tell for sure if they are tefillin, you can't wear them in on Shabbat. Now, we're going to learn what this is, but basically it means if you find bunches of them tied together, okay, bunches of them tied together, so then you have to stay there until the end of Shabbat and guard them, make sure nothing bad happens to them, but you can't wear them because they're all tied together. We'll learn more about this in the Gemara coming up. In a case of danger, meaning that the non-Jewish... Uh, a patrol is going to come and see you sitting with these tefillin and they're, they could harm you. So, then you have to cover them with something if you can. Let's say you're wearing a jacket or whatever. Cover them and leave it because you don't want to endanger your life, obviously. Now, Rabbi Shimon said, I have a trick for you. What you do is, you're not allowed to carry four amot in Rashut Rabim, right? Very simple. So line up a hundred guys. I'll hand it to you. You hand it to the next guy. The next guy hand it to the next guy. Then I'll come take another position in the line further on. We'll keep going. And eventually, nobody has to move it more than uh, one aman. We end up getting it to the chatzir and we're good. Why can't we do that? You can do three also. Yeah, well, you could go as far as you need. Right. And similarly, if a child is born out in the field, right? You can do this with a child also. A baby is born out in the field and you're not, you're not allowed to carry the baby also. So no, what no. would they... You can't carry on Shabbat. And Rashid Rabim. Right? He's not Muktzeh. He's not Muktzeh, but he's also... Carrying outside is also... He can't, any, anyone that can't move by themselves, it's, uh, you know, you're not allowed to carry them. So that's why they don't have baby strollers and uh, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so they can't carry. So what do they do? But, yeah, but how often, how often is a baby born in the field? People have babies in the field. Once in a million years, somebody has on the side of the road also, in traffic. Or something. Right, and you also don't find. Well, you might, but yeah, but uh, but you can't. So the thing is, saying again, do this now. Rabbi Huda says. He says, you know, you could do this and just pass it one to the other, even outside the tchum, as long as each person is not outside their tchum. He's saying you could pass it one to the other and you could get your barrel of wine all the way across this town to the next town by doing the same trick. And the Rambam says actually that Rabbi Yehuda is saying here that... Uh, you could do that. Meaning all of these rabbis up till now are saying in an emergency situation, you could pass the tefillin from one to the next to the next to the next. Rabbi Yudah saying, no, no, no emergency. You're not violating anything. What did you violate? You just passed something one ama. The next guy passed another ama. Who cares that it gets a hundred ama? Even best the tchum, you could do it. So However, the rabbi said... Why the indicates tefillin? Because then it's obligated. Let's say you don't want to take the one, so you don't have to, but you can't just leave the tefillin. 
That's why I said patur. If you're not sure that it's fitting patur, meaning you don't have to take care of it. Right? You just say for same thing, same thing, of course. Yeah, now, of course, you can't wear a separator. Amulo, lo ta'alech zo yotem ragle ba'alea. Says you ca- that you can't let the chavit go more than the owner's tchum. So that's another machloket. In other words, Rabbi Yehuda is saying, as long as the guy in the end, you know, they, according to the Chachamim are saying that the object has a tchum also. So you have to make sure that you don't send it further than the tchum of the original owner because every object that you own is subject to the same tchum as you. But Rabbi Yehuda, according to the Rambam and many Mepharshim, not everybody agrees, but according to many, is saying, you need to move something from place to place. You can do this trick in Rashut Rabim and, 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 and have things move around. It's not only in an emergency situation, according to Rabbi Yehuda. Now the Gemara says, Zugachad in Felo. So the question is, why does, why does the Tanakhama of our Mishnah only allow you to wear one pair of filin? So, this doesn't seem to, uh, it says, this sounds like it's not following Rabbi Meir. Because normally Rabbi Meir says that if you're going to wear things, you can wear as much as you want. Now, what is he talking about? Rabbi Meir is talking about a case where, God forbid, there's a fire on Shabbat and you need to move things out of the house and there, there, there was a restriction placed on how much you can move from the house because the concern is that you'll get very... We learned it at the end of Masechet Shabbat. person will get very, very upset about his money and he'll end up extinguishing the fire and Chilul Shabbat and so on. So therefore, they only allowed you to take out certain things. But Rabbi Meir says you can put on 20 shirts, 20 hats... 20 pants, and, and go out with it. It's no problem. As long as you're wearing it. It's not. We learned in the Mishnah, that he can bring out to the Chatzir whatever he, whatever he has. And he can wear whatever he wears. And he can wrap himself in whatever he wants. In other words, there's no limit. So here, let's say I can put 20 tefillin. Why can I only put one on? Maybe there's small tefillin I can put 20 on. So he says, And how do you know the Mishnah and Masechet Shabbat is Rabbi Meir? The Katan Yalau. He said, We said we wear it, go out, take it off, go back in, put more on. Rabbi Meir says, You keep going in the house, wear 10 sweaters, bring it out, take them off, go back in, wear another 10 sweaters. And uh, before you know it, you empty your whole house of all the clothes. Right? So why here can you not wear 10 twilin? What's the problem? It's not Rabbi Meir then. Right, that's what it's saying. You could say it is Rabbi Meir because He says the difference is that over there the rabbis are saying like the weekday and here they're saying like the weekday. Nobody tells you how to dress, right? Except maybe your mom. Okay? Nobody tells you how to dress or maybe your, mother, your wife, right? Nobody else. So therefore that, there's no halacha. You're not allowed to wear 10 sweaters. You want to wear 10 sweaters? Do whatever you want. So, right, so on Shabbat, on Shabbat, you could do the same thing. Right? However, here too, we only wear one tefillin, and many people bring this, oh, the, the Rabbeinu Tam, you know, they said, see, you only wear one tefillin. Whatever. <laughs> the, but the point is that, it, that uh, oh, just like on the weekday, you only wear one tefillin at a time, so you only wear one tefillin to, for Hatzalah. In other words, you do the same thing. So in other words, it goes by the rules of the, you have to look at the context. When it comes to clothes, does anybody stop you from wearing 10 hats? Where's as many hats as you want? Who's to say? It's your own personal business. So if you want to walk out on Shabbat with 10 hats, no, there's no problem. You want to wear 10 sweaters, wear 10 sweaters. You want to wear 10 pants, wear 10 pants. But tefillin, you wear one. So in other words, we use the same, what's considered normal meaning or acceptable on weekdays, what we allow on Shabbat. So normal is for a person to wear one tefillin. Normal is that a person wears as much clothes as they want. I don't know how many layers you're wearing. Maybe you're wearing three shirts and uh, one sweat. You know, you're wearing a, a t-shirt under the shirt and maybe two shirts under and then a shirt on top, especially in the wintertime. It's up to you. 
So, right, so therefore, it's up to you how much you wear out on Shabbat. So, so, but when it comes to feeling, you only wear what? Rabban Gabriel Omer Shnaim Shnaim. He says you can wear two at a time. Now, why? Mike, he's obviously not holding like Rabbeinu Tam and Rashi. Right? So that's not the reason, because the Gemara doesn't say that. So what's the reason? My shin, my kasava, what does he hold? Ikasava Shabbat Zman Tfilinu. This was a machlokat in the Gemara. Can you wear Tfilin on Shabbat? Some said you could wear it, we just don't have to. But it's Zman Tfilin, you could wear it. Just like nighttime is Zman Tfilin, technically. Technically, you could wear Tfilin at night, but we don't allow it, because we're afraid a person will fall asleep wearing it, and then they'll have gas and all that. But technically, in, in theory, tfilin, it's a machlokat if Tfilin Zman, if Laila Zman Tfilin or not. Okay, and actually we hold that Laila is Mantfilin. Just that we don't do it because Midirabanan, we're concerned that a person will fall asleep with the Tfilin. Not because it's not really a time of Tfilin. Similarly, there were some who said that Shabbat is Mantfilin. That's only because we don't wear it today. But it, according to the view that, that it is Mantfilin, so then you wouldn't be Mokta. Yeah. I'm not saying they would do it. I'm saying that there are some who said that it's just like at night. Can you touch your Tfilin? Yeah, because you just don't wear it at night. So on Shabbat, if you touch your tefillin, it's... Uh, no, I'm talking about wearing. I, mean, you, you, I don't know if they actually did, but it's saying they, they said it is man tefillin, meaning it's acceptable for tefillin. They, they probably didn't because they said, oh, because you might come to carry it, you might come to this, you might come... The, there, were, there were two opinions. There's an opinion that says, Laila loves man tefillin who? Altogether, it's loves man tefillin, which means that we're going to learn more about it in the upcoming That It's not the time for tefillin at all. And therefore, it's completely irrelevant to Shabbat. But there are some who say, no, Laila, I mean, Shabbat or, or Laila, whatever, is Mantfilin. There's just another reason we don't wear it. We don't wear it because maybe you'll carry it. We don't wear it because maybe at night you'll fall asleep with it. But really, in, in theory, you could wear it. Okay? Not that you actually would, but in theory, you could. Okay? So, that, so if he holds that Shabbat is, is Mantfilin in theory, so then Zugechad in Tfilo, so you should still only be able to wear one pair of Tfilin because that, if you're doing the mitzvah, basically the, 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 right, what you're allowed to do is the mitzvah and not more. In other words, the thing is like this, that if you're going to say that, that Shabbat is Tfilin, so that means that you're wearing it in fulfillment of the mitzvah, even though we don't normally wear tefillin on Shabbat, but you're wearing it in fulfillment of the mitzvah, but you can only do one. You can't do baltosif. You can't have more than one tefillin. Right. In, in fact, even the people who wear Rabbeinu Tam, whether they wear it at the same time or if they wear it one after the yeah, other, they have to do it al tnai. They have to say when they put the second one, at tnai, if the first one was really the tefillin that I fulfilled the mitzvah, then this is just Ritzuot Balma. It's just, uh, it's, I'm putting straps on it. It's not a real tefillin. And if the first one was, a re- was not the real tefillin, then I'm doing a mitzvah because otherwise they're doing it twice and it's bal tosif. So he says, bal tosif, it would be the issue. But and if you're going to say that, no, there is no mitzvah tefillin on Shabbat. So why do we allow you to wear it on, to, to save them? Only because derech malbush, because you're wearing it and you're not carrying it in your hand. Okay, so then wear 10 of them. What's, why only two? Well, where did you come up with two? Right? So le'olam, katavar Shabbat loves zman tefillin, who really holds that Shabbat is not a time for tefillin. But the thing is, they allowed you to wear it, but only in the place where tefillin is supposed to go. Not anywhere on your body. You can't wear the tefillin uh, uh, over your back. Oh, it has so to be in the right place. Right. And how much are you going to... So again, they asked, well, that means only one, because there's only room for one. But There's a place on the head for two tefillin. Now, this is where some people who are, the, you know, who are very creative, and Rabbi Ben Chaim always makes fun. This is one of, his, uh, one of the things he likes to mention, one of his, one of his classic... Uh, 
um, uh, comments is that, you know, the Gemara is not saying that they're act, they actually wore two tefillin. It's saying that there's a space to wear two tefillin when you're not doing the mitzvah, not when you're doing it. You know, so he, some people say, oh, you see that you wear Rabbeinu Tam and you wear Rashi at the same time. It says, makom yesh tefillin. He said, no, it doesn't mean that. It means there's a space, there's enough space to wear two tefillin when you're not doing the mitzvah. Not when you're doing it, right? So it says, but anyway, it's, there's enough space. So so therefore you could put it here, let's say, a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right, or a little bit up, a little bit down. Yeah. And it's, it's in the right spot. Because actually the back is, it, it, when you're too high with tefillin, you're, it's always better to be too high than too low in, in tefillin. Because actually, the, the, like if you're down here, you're not doing the mitzvah. But if you're up here, as long as you're not like halfway up the head, it's usually still good. And also on the shelyad, um, the you know the the along the muscle is good if it's a little bit higher that it's it's usually better than than lower. In any case, so hanichad de rosh that's talking about shalrosh that you could fit two on there. But the yad ma'ikelamim. What about the hand? Sometimes a person will come from the field and he has a package on his head. So he takes off the tefillin from his head because remember they used to wear tefillin all the time, which you can still see in Yerushalayim today. Now it's become very popular. So that's so much when we were there. So much when we were there. Yeah. So the, the, it's become really really. Common. Common. It was never that common before. You used to see once in a while. Now you see all the time people wearing tefillin all day in the old city. Yeah. So a person will take off the tefillin from his head and tie them on his arm. So you see that the arm has enough space for another tefillin because well, he or- would take his rush, put and sign and ha- yeah because he was putting a package on his head. So what's the point of just putting your pocket? He didn't have a pocket. Why do you assume he had a pocket in his toga or whatever they wore? You know they didn't have pockets. I mean they weren't shopping at uh, you know Gucci. They they you know it was just it was just they were they were toga. Yeah. So anyway, Emar da Marafuna. Well, that's what it says. So the Emar He didn't say that that's a place for tefillin on the right. arm. He's just saying you don't want to insult the tefillin by yeah. squishing it with a package on your head. So you put it on the arm. That's just tying it on to hold it because you don't have anywhere to put it like a, co- like a pocket or whatever. Yeah. But that's not to say that it's actually considered to be a wearing of the tefillin. Yes. Right? So therefore, in terms of wearing the tefillin, we see that the head, there is enough space that you could actually fit to and they would both be considered being worn correctly. But on the arm, how do you see it? So we're saying just like there's enough space on the head to fit two tefillin, also on the arm, there's enough space up the arm to fit two tefillin. And that's why you could wear two tefillin. In other words, he's saying that you're not fulfilling the mitzvah according to this, but you have to wear it in a place on your body that's considered the correct a correct place for wearing. In other words, it's not really, in other words, derech malbush means you're wearing it in the way it's normally worn. If you wear a, sh- a hat on your shoulder, that wouldn't be considered derech malbush because right. it's not the place that you put it. Okay. Right? If you wear, right, some people will uh, carry the key as a necklace. Uh, that's not how you, uh, that's not a real necklace. People have all kinds of tricks that they do, but if, if, if you're, if you, yeah, yeah, that's it. It has to have a function. It has to actually have a function, like a tie right? But if you carry something on your, sh- you, you decide to carry, I don't know, your shirt over your shoulder, that's not considered carrying derch malbush. That's not how you, that's not how you carry. So, say, so to here, you have to wear it in the way that is the normal way to carry it, even though, in other words, no way to wear it, rather, even though, um, the, the, the fact of the matter is that you're not fulfilling the mitzvah. But the derch malbush is defined as the place that it normally goes. And then the Gemara goes on with another famous halacha. Here, Tana, Devei Menasheh, the Yeshiva Menasheh taught, Al Yadecha, putting the tefillin on your arm, Zokiboret, that's talking about the bicep, okay? I always joke around with the young guys who need to go to the gym. When I'm teaching them tefillin, guys, I can't find it, you know. When I would teach the bar mitzvah kids, you know, you have to pump a little more iron, I can't find it, right? That's Giyor Ben Enecha Zokodkod, that's talking about the forehead, 
the kudkud, when it says ben doesn't mean down here literally ben it means up here on the forehead, right? So, um, so hecha, where is that? The place where the the fontanelles, it's called, you know, the area on the on the forehead of the baby where it's soft when the baby is born, where it's still soft before the skull, uh, before the bones of the skull seal, right? The soft spot. That's where the feeling is supposed to go. And, the, and and when we learned Masachet Menachot, we learned a lot of the drashot for That's proving very this. Far off. Yeah, it's it's far further off. The, the 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 we learned for the uh, when we learned Masachet Menachot some of the drashot, but basically you see that it says uh, that you're not supposed to put Korcha ben enechem lamet. You're not supposed to put a bald spot between your eyes for a dead for for the dead. Right. That's what it says. Uh, uh, that not to put. Uh, now, obviously, unless you have a unibrow, some people have like the eyebrow goes all the way across, right? So then they could do that. They could put korcha ben enechem. But for most people that their their eyebrows are separate, there's no, what korcha ben enechem is there? It's obviously talking about the head, right? But it calls it ben enechem because it's above the eyes, in between but above the eyes. So too, tefillin, when it says ben enecha, it means in the place where they would normally shave their heads, which is above so the is, eyes. This is where they learn for the tefillin? That's we when we learned Masachet Menachot. They brought all the drashot of how Ben Enecha means actually above your eyes, not between the eyes, because it's, it says in the Torah, "Velotasimu kocha Ben Enechem Lamet." Right? Not not to put a uh, not to put a bald spot between your eyes. What bald spot between your eyes? I was in Tavir. Ayu toshim et aserim again. I guess some people probably still do that today. But it talks about Eov doing that also. When Eov was uh, distressed in the book of Eov, it talks about him tearing his hair and all that. They would bald themselves as a sign of mourning. And we do the opposite. We don't cut our hair when, when a person is uh, in Avelut. We specifically don't cut the hair. But the, uh-huh. but, the, but the idea is that that's one of the places, that's the most convincing, I would say, of all of the drashot, the simplest drashot to see that Ben Enecha doesn't mean actually between the eyes. is when it says... Uh, uh, not to put lasim kocha ben enechem. Not to put a uh, not to put a bald spot between the eyes. Clearly, it's talking about on the head where there's hair. That's why they say up to the hairline is called uh, you know is is the lowest point that you put the tefillin shalosh. So we'll continue here tomorrow. That's